If you've been wondering if Tech Revolution is worth it, today we're going to talk about what's in it, what you get for it when you buy it, and is it something that's going to be right for you so you can be an informed Starfinder player. Today we're going to be talking about the Tech Revolution. There's a lot to unpack here, so let's get started. The first major highlight that you're going to look at for getting this book is the brand new Nanosite class. My first impressions of this class, on top of getting ready to move and the house ready to sell, I haven't had as much time to dive into the book as I want, but my first reactions towards this class are it's going to be a great support class and it's going to be fairly useful. And by that, I mean that they are going to be very capable and, as I mentioned, a decent support class, but also something that can stand on its own. I will be deep diving the nanosite in the future. Every other existing class also gets some new abilities and new playstyles within the tech revolution. New features, new ability paths. I'm again going to oversimplify some things, but here's essentially what some of the new stuff can do for the existing classes. Mechanics can now become the party taxi as they now gain access to an experimental vehicle. There's also a few new drone chassis for them. Mystics start to blur the line a little bit between them and Technomancers. Solarians can now be Thor of Asgard. Technomancers can now pretend that they are a drone mechanic. Vanguards can now use Entropic Strike from a distance. That means with guns, so that's terrifying. Witch Warpers pull weapons and armor from different realities and leave whoever's in that reality not with any armor or guns. Soldiers are even better with heavy weapons now. Operatives can now be your very skilled getaway driver. Envoys can basically gain the Bernari trait of favored object. And biohackers can be actual doctors now. If you like lore, there's so much of this in this book as well, more so than I was expecting there to be. You still have lots of items with their flavor text that give you a better insight as to what a day in the life of someone in the Starfinder universe is like. But Paizo went ahead and put in a massive amount of information and lore and flavor into this book. Like this, this is, this is, there's a lot here. World building, stores, like specific names and what these stores are all about, where you can find these stores, what they trade in. It's all flavor. You don't have to use any of these, especially if you're doing some homebrew like I do within the setting itself, but it's always there to fall back on, and I really enjoy that. There's a pet store, Nebula's Pets. And speaking of things that you can bring with you, like equipment, there are droves of new weapons, armors, items, artifacts. There is a little bit of magical stuff in here, but Primarily, this source book is all about the technology of Starfinder and its universe. If you're someone who's very much into grounding your setting in science, in what would be perceived technological science, this is going to be something for you. There is also a fun little addition inside this book that I want to point out to everyone. If D&D can have a battle chair, then so can Starfinder. Look at this. Look at it. The hover chair! It's glorious. I also love this. It's a programmable plushie. It's one of those items that you take with you as a hacker and it reviews your code and makes sure things are up to snuff. If it's not, and it recognizes that you are out of sorts or there's something wrong with your code, it, um, it picks up on your mood and it encourages you. 
It is literally a mini cheerleader plushie that sings your praises when you need them. We all need some of these in our lives, I would think. Let's say you want to have a game in a wasteland of sorts, maybe 76 wastelands or something along those lines. There is now power armor for you to use. This is, the, in the literal sense, battle armor. But it doesn't have to be used for just battle, it could also be used for science! And obviously these science battle suits are designed for one person. There is also a inclusion for a fun table that I found in this book as well. You can obviously make up your own tables, but I just thought this one was kind of neat. It's a D12 table, but you can give technological items, if it's maybe a little overpowered, you can give it a weird characteristic, a quirk, as the name suggests. Very fun little concept. DMs, you will probably like this. It would also be very easy to tailor this or change it to some other things like maybe a curse of some sort, if you want to be mean and give your players some cursed items. Have you ever felt that there wasn't enough explosions when it came to Starfinder? Well, now there's a specific subset for rules around demolitions, as well as items and explosives. Something else that got added to Starfinder and turned basically into a minigame of sorts is hacking. There is a whole subset of rules now around dynamic hacking. Paizo didn't exactly go full shadow run here as far as I can tell at first glance, but stay tuned for a video from me in the future around these new hacking rules. Now this brings us into the next section of the book, vehicles. This one is actually quite a bit of fun. This whole section is all about dedicated vehicles, custom vehicles, creating whatever you want. There's a rule set to do that. If you wanted to have everything happen on one planet that you need to have a vehicle for, then great. This is this is going to be a great option for you. You got boats. You got tanks. You have submarines, cycles, bikes and motorbikes, hover anything, attack helicopters, and just for good measure, taxis. Also very effective if you're going to run a Mad Max style campaign on some desert planet against the goblins. Because you know the goblins are into some of that freaky stuff. Have you ever wanted to run a chase scene in Starfinder without having to make up all of your own rules? Well now Paizo is also given some guidance around doing chases. Now let's get into the reason you probably already bought this book for, and if you didn't, it's probably the reason you are going to buy this book. Giant, badass, battle mechs. And not just Evangelion style mechs, there's also Transformers. Every 80s kid eats your heart out. Mechs are another fun system that you can choose to include in your games or not. This also comes with a new type of combat, mech combat, so you can also run your Pacific Rim fantasies, or if you're into the classics, Godzilla. This section looks like it could be a lot of fun. I will try to incorporate it into a game and just see how it goes. I don't know if it will make a large appearance in many of my games, maybe, but we will see. I'm one of those weird ones where giant battle mechs, yeah, it's cool, but eh. Don't roast me too hard, that's just my personal preference. Along with these mechs, you're also going to find some common builds or designs that you can find throughout the Pact Worlds as well as the Viscarium. There's even a little bit more around the Hell Knights, and we don't know much about the Hell Knights still. 
Now at the back of the book, there's also a very fun lore section here. This is lots of day in the life of. This is going to be great for GMs in their world building to get some ideas or understand how society works, at least in the packed worlds, or civilized society for that matter. These are usually about two pages long in the back of the book and they cover various things like obsolete tech, what happens with it, robots, what do people do with them, why do robots exist, and how common are they, what is the music industry like, what is the medicine like, it also covers things like advertising, and the internet, what happens with food and energy production, what's on TV, because they still have reality shows that are awful, but they exist, and there's movies and all this other fun stuff. The lore buff in me just can't get enough of this. I'm really enjoying these stories. Maybe as a player, you just want to have a better understanding of how your world or your character's world might operate. This is a fun supplement. Lots of creativity went into the writings of these, as well as some of the mechanics that have been introduced to the game. As always, these mechanics are not essential in the sense that you must use them, but they are there if you wanted to do something along these lines. When it comes to sci-fi for myself, I enjoy a decent blend of magic as well as technology and meshing it together. It's one of the reasons I've been drawn to Starfinder as I feel that it finds a, a decent balance for me. Tech Revolution does not deal with any of the magical side, which is why for me, while I am excited about the new supplement, it's not the one that I'm actually looking forward to. However, if you are one of the GMs or the types of GMs or players who doesn't want to have a lot of that magical mumbo jumbo in your games, you are going to very much enjoy this supplement. And that's why my final rating for this supplement is four out of five stars. If you would like to see the number one must have supplement for Starfinder, then please click here now. Thank you to all of my patrons who have supported me. If you are interested in picking up the tech revolution for yourself, there is a affiliate link in the description below. My name's Nathaniel. This has been The Maple Table. Thanks for stopping by, everyone.